I'm joined on the line now by uh, a friend of mine. He's also uh, you know, a, a reporter here in Kamloops, worked at the Daily Paper for more than a decade, and he's also done some work here at Radio and Ellen, actually used to host this show for a brief period before I took it over. It is Jason Hewlett. Jason, thanks so much for taking the time here. No problem, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so I, I know that, uh, you know, the tragic incident that happened here on Sunday and, um, you know, obviously not something that anybody wants to talk about, really. I mean, it's something that happened and it's an unfortunate situation and it did happen right in our backyard. And this is something, you know, when I look at big news stories that have happened, um, you know, we always seem to have a focus on the negative. It's just a matter of uh, fact of how journalism works, right? If it bleeds, it leads. And it's, it's just the unfortunate reality of the way things go. And, uh, you know, this happened, like I said, near your home in the Brock area. You had to deal with Parkrest here in September. And now we deal with this uh, this tragic incident with the snowboards on Sunday. So I just wanted to start by asking about, you know, just your natural instinct. You've, you're someone who's tried to get away from journalism a little bit here over the last three, four years. And yet uh, when you see a big event like this happening, it just seems to be a natural instinct for you to, to grab a, a pen and a paper and, and try to figure out what's going on. I mean, can you maybe just tell me a little bit about your initial response? response when uh, when you saw that this happened and, and once we actually really believed yes a plane did go down well what was going through your mind it was it's almost like you're not even really thinking about it you just start doing right like i was at the daily news and you know, my, my beat was crime and fire and all that so it's just it becomes part of your muscle memory so before you even know what you're doing you just you're just heading towards the crash site right and you next thing you know your family's coming with you because they're curious too and I think no one can really believe it, but in my head, it almost becomes like an autopilot sort of thing. You know, accident happened, tragedy. Uh, let's get the facts and find out exactly what's going on. And you almost start, it's like an out of body experience in a way. And then by the time you kind of focus in on what's going on and you're like, oh, this is, you're there. You're there and you're, you're talking to people and, you know, tweeting about it, which I wasn't you know, even really aware I was tweeting about it, but it just seemed like the only really way to get anything out as it was happening, right? And you have people calling you wanting to know if you're okay, so it's easier to put something on social media about it than it is to try calling everybody back. And that's kind of how that happened. And it was almost the same with Parkrest too when the fire happened there. You just started, it's almost like you do what you're kind of trained instinctively to do. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the only way to explain it. And. You know, when you get into, or sorry, let me, let me just take a step back here. So, obviously, you've been trying, like I said, to, to kind of move away from uh, from the journalism a little bit and, and not have such a focus on that being as a part of your career, right? You started working on other projects, which is great for you. But why did why did you want to take a step back? What was it about, you know, being in the journalism gig and, and constantly reporting on really negative stuff that really took its toll on you? Well, for myself personally, um it was because I was sort of, you know, it was, I was, the focus was crime and, you know, death and accidents and fires and tragedy. And I'd had stuff happen in my own life that I guess I hadn't addressed properly. And the way it was explained to me, because I did go into counseling uh, after, for a period in 2012, because um, I just wasn't coping very well with what was going on in the job. And the counselor I was basically talked to said, well, it's because you have this, these issues that happened to you growing up uh, and in your own personal life. And she explained it to me that trauma, when you have the trauma happen, it's like a line going through your brain. And when you experience other traumas, even vicariously, it doesn't put more lines in your brain. It just kind of widens that up. Did that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. So the issue becomes bigger and bigger and gets harder and harder to cope with. And after being in counseling for about a good, tough run for a good year and a half to two years, basically what, what she told me is you just need to get out and do something else or your mental health will, will suffer even worse. 
basically. Right. So that that's kind of what happened. And so basically you, you then start trying to just find other, other means of doing something. But I really loved what I did. And I enjoyed it, and I like the, the the rush that goes with it. You know, the adrenaline. You do you do news, Jeff. You know what it's like. You kind of get an adrenaline kick out of things. Um, I liked all that, and I enjoyed the process. You know, reporting and writing about it or talking about it. But it just every time I deal with something traumatic, it, it even though I've done a lot of work, it does bring those other feelings back up. And each time, it just gets harder and harder to put those feelings to bed. Um, and so that's basically why I was just trying not to have to. You know, not to be a part of it to the degree that I was, but trying not to completely walk away too at the same time. And and you can tell me if you feel the same way or not, but I know like when, when we're reporting on stuff and myself personally, when I'm dealing with, with stories that are, you know, not positive, right, in nature, they're, they're negative stuff, but you don't necessarily think about those when you're in the moment, right? Like you, you think about it to a little bit of a, a degree, but you don't get a chance to reflect and, and really um, ponder what, what is actually happening until, you know, the dust has settled a little bit, you get to go home at the end of the day, and then you sort of get a chance to reflect on the work that you did oh, during the course of the day. I mean, is that sort of how this went for you here on Sunday, right? You're in the moment and maybe there's a bit of a rush and you're not so much thinking about what's happening. Um, from that negative aspect, you know, in terms of how it's impacting you. But once you get home, you get to sit down and, and take a second to yourself. Is that when it really starts to sink in that? Holy smokes. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm covering this. And, and it's really, um, you know, a terrible tragedy that I've, I'm now going to have to follow. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like, Jeff. Um, I found that at the paper, you know, you deal with like, you know, like Alan Schoenborn, um, you, know, you deal with something like that. And, you, that you, there's a good week where you're on the scene covering it, and then when it, the dust finally starts to settle, like the weekend comes and you go home, it really sinks in. And it, that was exactly it on Sunday. Like it was exciting, and you know, because I was at the scene and tweeting about it, other media, even from like the New York Times, messaged me just wanting to get some comments. You're caught up in this whirlwind of excitement in the moment, and then Sunday night comes along when it's all quiet, and it, yeah, you just it sinks in. And then you know, yesterday was even worse. Monday was even worse. You know what I mean? It just you really, your brain just starts trying to process all of it. And sometimes it can't process all of it because so much has been digested so quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, this is... It's such a terrible time that we're living in right now. I mean, uh, you, I'm getting sick of talking about COVID-19 and the novel coronavirus and everything that comes with it, right? It gets a bit tiresome because it's been the same story now for about three months. And it was, you know, you almost want to say, man, it was nice to talk about something else. But no, that really wasn't the case. This is not the way we want to see COVID-19 take a back seat. And um, I, I just, uh, I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on and, and speak to me about this. I think, you know, mental health is a very important important thing to talk about um it, i think that's probably the toughest thing is that is that the case for you as well as once you you know talking about it and probably the first step but it's probably the hardest step is to actually admit that hey this is something i have to deal with oh yeah yeah it, it was something it's something you know all the time because certain people don't always react the same way and i mean when you're in like a, something like journalism and we do have concerns about mental health it's also a very tough industry and you know you're afraid how someone could react right like people still even though people are talking about it more they don't and it's getting more accepted, it's still not 100% accepted, and I don't think, I think people need to talk about it more, so I'm really happy to talk to you about it, Jeff, and thank you for wanting, wanting to, because the more we get it out there, the easier it is for people to take that first step and discuss it, which is the first step to, to getting better. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it, and, and thanks for uh, the good work you did here over the weekend as well. I know it wasn't the easiest thing to do, and, and, and it's probably more instinct than it was actual uh, work for you to do that, but uh, really do appreciate it, and, and thank you so much. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you.
That was Jason Hewlett, longtime reporter at the Daily Paper here in Kamloops. Um, and I'll just reiterate some points that he made there that if you are experiencing, you know, any sort of mental distress as we see this pileup of sad and tragic events, whether it be, you know, the Parkcrest fire, this global pandemic that we're in, Sunday's tragic plane crash here in Kamloops, or anything else that may be taking its toll on you, talk about it, seek some help if you need it, and uh, try not to deal with it alone. Those services, of course, are out there for people, and uh, they're available for, for everyone, and uh, there are individuals who want to lend a helping hand, so take advantage if, in fact, you need those services.